shuffling through all the stories. Odd Oh, odd, 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 Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> I love it so much. We just need some like jingle bells behind it. Yes. All things cryptid. <laughs> well, guys, here you go. Here's your Christmas present from us. An episode. It's been a hot minute, and we're kind of excited about doing this. We've had so many stories, and we appreciate you guys. Do you want me to close those blinds? Because you're like in the sun. Did it? Ju- no, actually, I'm enjoying it because okay. I haven't seen the sun much. <laughs> Anywho, back to matters at hand. Um, loads of stories Tons. great stories from you guys that are listening right now and we appreciate it now let's say this is your first episode you're listening to but do you have a story do you want to send it into us you can do so at oddity files crew at gmail because we love telling you guys the stories and you guys always blow our mind some of the stories you guys send in are absolutely incredible i mean I'm not saying that there are some that we don't like because we like all of them. Oh, yeah. But there are some that we get that we're just like, oh, my gosh. And you guys are such good storytellers. You really are. Like when we first started doing this, people would be like, well, I saw a ghost. I'm like, well, I can't really read that on the air. But you guys, the detail and the twists and the turns and wow, we love it so much. But that's what an episode is. We read your stories. We have comments sometimes. Sometimes we're just blown away and have nothing to say. Um. Would you like to go first? Sure, I can. Okay. So the first story is from Julie. Here is a creepy story that you all might enjoy. I work as a clerk for a very small village in Michigan. Only about 800 people, no stoplights, that kind of of small. We've been to those kind of towns and investigated. I've worked there for almost 21 years and have had a... And have had quite a few weird things happen in our old village hall. It's not an everyday kind of thing, but once or twice a year I have stuff happen that I just cannot explain. When you come into the building, you can turn right and walk into my office, or you can go straight, and that will take you into the main meeting room. One day in late September of 2015, a woman walked into the building with a small child next to her. It was a little girl with long brown hair wearing a red jacket. As they walked in the front door, I heard the little girl talking to the woman. The woman turns right and walks into my office, while the little girl kept going straight and walked out of my sight into the meeting room. The woman sits down in the chair in the desk in front of me and proceeds to pay her tax bill. We chat for a minute or two about the weather and whatnot. Just everyday chit-chat, nothing in particular that I can remember. But as we were chatting, I was thinking to myself, gosh, that little girl's being awfully quiet. I wonder what she's doing. She's probably getting into trouble. The woman stands up and says, have a great day, heads out the front door. Of course, my third, first thought was, what the hell? Didn't she, did she just leave her kid here? Oh, my God. I get up from the desk, walk into the other room, completely empty. What? Ghost child. Ghost child. <laughs> hey, she was in a red coat and not a white gown. In a white gown. That's impressive. I know. That, so, is, is this the only ghost she's seen there? Can we come in? Was it Michigan? It was in Michigan. That's not that far. She said, like, twice a year stuff happens there. Julie, hook us up. Thank you so much, Julie. That's incredible. And that, everyone, is an example of a perfect story. Yes. Beginning, middle, There was some background to it. What happened? Empty room. You guys paid attention in English class, didn't you? (laughs) Um, I've got one from Mark. It's called My Son's Creepy Creeper. 
Hey guys, it's Mark. He then gives his Instagram handle, which is at exploring underscore with underscore the underscore boys on Instagram. I think we've had a story from Mark before. Yeah. Um, he's from Maryland and he has a new story that just happened a few weeks ago at his ex-wife's house. Oh, this could get juicy. So my ex called me up in the middle of the night, freaking out because my oldest son was acting very weird. He woke up crying. He got up, went to the bathroom, and told his mom he didn't like the guy watching him. Ew. Ew. He asked him what he meant. I mean, she asked him what he meant, thinking he was having a bad nightmare or something. At this point, he was back in bed, sitting up as she talked to him. He just kept saying that the old guy was watching him, and he didn't like it. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, you can't blame him. Um, She looked around the room trying to figure out if something in the room looked like a face or something, as I would. I've got this, the other day, the grandson was over. And, you know, I've got that that coat rack downstairs that's got the hat on it. Yeah. And now I wrap a scarf around it so it literally looks like a person. And Abe was here and he looked in the room and just pointed at him like, oh, my God, Abe's first ghost. Exciting. I was so excited. And then I realized it was a freaking coat rack. Anyway, uh, I digress. (laughs) Then she asked him again, where is this guy? He said he was right there walking from one side of the room to the other, just staring at him. Chills. Um, And he didn't like it. She could tell that he was really frightened because he was shaking while staring off into the open space of the room. Oh, poor baby. She started to get freaked out, but was trying to hide it for him. No, you grab the child and you run to the bedroom and say, come sleep with me. So she asked him if he wanted her to turn on some more lights. He said yes. And then she said, and then he said he was gone and then laid down and went right back to sleep. When I used to live there, I used to hear footsteps and breathing all the time, but could never see anything. I've taken many pictures and set up my phone to record sounds, but I've never gotten anything, sadly. The really sad part is that before we moved into this house, I had sold all my ghost hunting gear so I can't investigate it very well anymore. Dude. Oh, that sucks. That's all I have for now. Keep up the good work. Love the podcast and the TV show. This It's so refreshing to see an actual ghost investigation. Your show reminds me of the first few seasons of Ghost Hunters before it started getting all commercialized. Aw. You guys are great. Mark. Wow. Thanks, Mark. Poor little guy. I know. Traumatized. Creepy Creeperton doesn't come back. So I have a story from our friend Ursula. Love who's her. Who's a reg. Oh, can can we just say, because this all happened while you were gone, uh-huh. how she went to the Travel Channel's Facebook page yes. and started like this a, mission yes, of trying to movement. get us on the... Yes, girl. You are so awesome. And now Twitter. I mean, we've got people it's tweeting at yeah. Netflix, trying to get us on Netflix. So, yeah, keep that up, guys. We appreciate the shit out of it. Sorry. You're good. Hi, Kitsy. Hi, Clayton. Love your work. I'm surprised to find myself writing to you with a new story. I say this because both occurrences happened to me just last night. Oh. I work second shift, 4 p.m. to midnight, and I typically listen to your Friday podcast on my way to work or on my way home. My commute is about 45 minutes, so it's perfect. Also, I work and live in a mostly rural area that makes my commute both soothing and sometimes creepy. The streetlights are few and far between. 
As I left work late Friday night, I did my usual and set up Stitcher to play your latest podcast. While driving and listening, an oncoming truck flashed its lights at me. I thought it was flashing its lights because he thought I had my high beams on, but they were not. Then a few seconds later, I made it over a small hill. I saw a dog sitting in the road to my right. I swerved safely around him, but this gave me major goosebumps. Before I passed the dog completely, I was able to make out that it was a very stocky Rottweiler. Not only that, but he was casually sitting directly on the solid white line that defines the lane with his back to the road. Puppy! He appeared to be transfixed on something in the very dark field. I was a little freaked out, but considered turning around to check on him. I thought I best not stop in the middle of the night by myself to check on a large animal that's not familiar with me. Good call. <laughs> I couldn't concentrate on listening to your podcast after any more or any more after that, so I decided to save it for the next day. Then a few minutes later, once I was closer to home, I came close to the dimly lit intersection where I needed to turn right. The intersection is one of those that has a streetlight hanging directly above the pavement. Pavement. As I slowly approached to make my right turn, I noticed some subtle brake lights and dimly lit headlights of an old car to my left. This car was stopped as though it saw me, and I could see the silhouette of a head and shoulders of a driver. I could also make out that all the windows were down. Mind you, this was just yesterday, and the temperature was around 40 degrees. We were the only two cars out at that time. It was about 12.45 a.m. As I slowed and made a right turn, I could see that the car... I could see this car out of the corner of my eye. I turned my head to the left safely to see where the car was going because it appeared to be following closely, almost hitting me. Oh. I looked straight ahead for safety and then looked in my rearview mirror, then looked again over my shoulder as I could see as if the brake lights were heading in the other direction. I saw nothing. The car seemingly vanished. I remember that this was an old car, a classic, but not restored. I also remember that this car was under a streetlight and getting close to my vehicle. It looked like there was a mist or a soft glow surrounding it, but that was it. The car was gone. Nowhere to be seen. Where the fuck did this car go? Did I witness a phantom vehicle? I did get home safely, and today when I looked at the evidence for the dog on my way back to work, I saw nothing. Hopefully he made it home safely too. I hope so. Now every night when I'm driving back from work, I'm going to be looking for the dog and the mysterious car. Thanks for all you do. Oh, thanks, Ursula. That's, That's so awesome. Crazy. That's spooky. So spooky. Yeah. I. What could that have been? I don't know. So nice. Ghost car. Ghost car. Well, it's a classic, so maybe it's the ghost of a classic car. That's I true. don't know. Just making shit up as I go, because that's what I do. Boy, this um, episode's filled with multiple story writers, because I've got one from Random Xander, who has submitted stories as well. So his story goes a little something like this. Hello, Kitsy Clayton and DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. That was in parentheses. Um, I cannot tell you how interesting and sort of shocking it is to hear my stories on your podcast. I kept smiling for the entire day. Thank you so much. It means the world to me. You are so welcome. Thank you for sending them in. You requested more stories, so I'm going to send you something otherworldly. My hometown hometown of Lincoln, Nebraska is known for the Huskies. I knew that. I've lived in Omaha, Nebraska when I was but a wee little lass. That sounded so stupid. My workplace and mysterious disappearances. So it's known for the Huskers, my workplace, and mysterious disappearances. Mm-hmm. The most famous disappearance was 
which is featured in The Guide to the Ghosts of Lincoln, is the disappearance of Charles E. Danica in the 1900s. He hadn't come down for breakfast, and when his maid finally went to check on him, she found the room empty. Charles was gone, leaving behind his glasses, which he could not see without, his wallet, keys, his clothes, and his shoes, and was never seen or heard from again. I'm going to have to look into this Whoa. story. My mother's house is known for its own mysterious disappearance in 1975 as well. After being a week late to pay his rent, my previous landlord and the property was once a rental property. My mother bought it from the landlord decided to go check on his tenant. The landlord found that the tenant was gone, leaving a meal on the table, wallet, shoes, keys, clothes, and his necessities behind. But here's where it becomes a doozy and where my current theory of what is happening started. It was the summer of 2008, and I decided to take a walk to clear my head as work that week had been hideous. I told my roommate at the time, I was only going to take my cell phone, leaving behind my wallet, keys, clothes, etc. See what I'm getting at? I walk mindlessly down the street, enjoying the lightly humid air, as, Nebra as all Nebraskans must. After a while, the air took on a really quick, pea-soupy light quality, which made it incredibly hard to breathe. I pushed through the thick air for a moment, and when it suddenly lifted, I sucked in a deep breath and then jogged across the street, when the light changed color. It was then that I noticed something strange in front of me. Two people were walking and chatting casually. I was reminded of a night walk I had taken with my brother a couple of years earlier. I took in the bag of food in the one guy's hand, the haircuts, the clothes, and my heart skipped a beat. It was my brother and I. I dashed across the street, trying my best not to be noticed. I watched a pair jump the fence of a nearby playground to sit and eat. My brother and I remembered seeing someone watching us for a short time across the street. I thought the face had looked familiar. I was looking at myself. I rounded the corner, running up the opposite side of the street, and as I did, I came across the thick curtain of air again. Wait, he said he was looking at himself? Shit. I just kept running. Eventually, the curtain lifted again, and when I appeared on the street, I ran into a guy who started dropping his umbrella from fright. I had appeared out of nowhere. I took a moment to catch my breath, letting the rain pelt me as I shivered. My phone was buzzing in my pocket. I sought shelter under an awning to answer my phone. It was my roommate. He was panicked. He told me I had been, that he had been trying to call me for the last two hours. I checked the digital clock on the corner of the building. I had left at 10 p.m. It was now 3 in the Whoa. morning. I calmed my friend to the best of my abilities, then hung up, immediately calling my brother. He told me he agreed. He thought he had seen me from across the street that night. I'm a firm theorist when it comes to time travel and multi-world, multi-universe theory what if people with, who vanished without a trace simply couldn't find their way back? What if they found something better and decided to stay? Holy shit, this Whoa. is like all levels of yeah. conspiracy. I believe that sometimes vortexes of energy can ripple backward or forward. What if things like this are the cause of not only disappearances, but ghosts and monster sightings as well? Ooh. 
Who knows, really? Who knows, really? (laughs) Again, thanks so much for reading my previous stories. I really do have many more like this, as my life is a strange one. Very strange. I can't really explain why. I guess I'm just weird. But weird is the new cool, right? Oh, I see what he did there. Random Xander. That story's fucking nuts. Crazy. Have you ever experienced anything like that? No. God, me neither. Do I want to? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Holy shit. I don't even know what to say to there. That's a good one to end on, I know. It is good. Yeah. Everybody's going to be going, huh, what the fuck could that have been? (laughs) But guys, thanks again. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. All the stuff and all the things. We fucking love you and adore you. Have a story. Send it to OddityFilesCrew at Gmail. Like us on all the socials. We're at OddityFiles. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please. Because it makes us happy and our, <laughs> our hearts sing. We're looking forward to new events in 2020. Absolutely. We'll give you guys updates on that early in the year. But other than that, y'all, keep doing what you do and ghost on. Bye now. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. The opinions expressed on this show are ours and ours alone. Our logo was created by me. If you like the show and would like to support us, you can watch Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. You can buy merch at oddityfiles.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Oddity Files or on Facebook at facebook.com slash oddityfiles. You can even join our weird little Facebook group called Oddity Files Fan Group. It's a closed group, so you'll need approval, but we do approve everyone. Most importantly, you can help us spread the word. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell your boyfriend, tell your ex-boyfriend, tell your grandma, tell everybody, share and retweet. Just help us get the word out. We appreciate each and every one of you and couldn't do this without you. If you have a story you wanna know more about, or a personal story you'd like to hear us read during an episode, email us at oddityfilescrew at gmail. If you have a corrections corner, go ahead and give us a call. It's 317-300-6699. If you have a venue you'd like us to do a live podcast at, reach out at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, take a couple minutes rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on all the major podcast apps. It also helps us get out there and in front of the public eyes. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool.